welcome everyone to a very special short mini season of the Here's Johnny podcast. I am your host, Larry. And I am your other host, Justin. If you couldn't tell by the special intro that I tried very hard to work and surprised at how hard it was to find that iconic flashbulb sound, we are going to be doing some Texas Chainsaw Massacre here on the podcast. Yeah, it's exciting. I mean, it's all leading up to hopefully something good. Yeah, and more so than anything else, Justin, TCM is, back in the day, was your favorite horror movie before you changed it, right? Wasn't wasn't this like the one before we changed it Yeah, I mean, this is more like, the reason I call it my quote-unquote favorite is because it's actually the movie my parents went on their first date. Oh, that's cool. So, okay. Yeah. Uh yeah, so it's got like some I mean, nobody really talks about it in my family, but yeah. I think it's cool, so. No, it's that's very yeah. cool. Uh so quick rundown of your episode, we'll catch up on what's been yep. new with us. We are going to do the review, um kind of we'll see what's coming up next week, and then for everybody for all the campfire, we have a question from Rachel. Yeah. So that's kind of the rundown of the episode. So Justin, what's been new with you, buddy? I know you've been busy. Yeah, uh, work's been just kicking my ass. I haven't been sleeping well lately. I don't know why. That's... Melatonin. Yeah. I just, I've also heard know. drinking a full glass of water with magnesium something, magnesium glycate in it before uh, bed just... is supposed to help you like fall asleep faster and wake up oh, refreshed. I have like mild sleep apnea, so oh. that's just mine. <laughs> gotcha. Um, yeah, that mixed with like asthma and it being very dry in the house because of fucking super cold winters. Mm-hmm. It's just never a good mix. Um, so what have I been up to? Okay, so whew, um, I have started playing Dying Light 2. Cool. Fantastic game so far. Love the gameplay is amazing. Awesome. Uh, s- story is meh so far. I haven't really put a ton of time into it. Uh, maybe only like five hours. Okay. Um, played a little bit of Sifu. It's like a I read your article. I know what it is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it's it's actually it's hard as nails, but it's a lot of fun. Cool. Um, started playing Earthbound this morning because that just came out Amazing. on the like Super Nintendo. Is Switch it all stuff. you remembered it being? Oh, dude! I play that game like every year. Cool. I fucking love that. I, like usually, I download like a ROM and an emulator on my phone and just sit up there and play it on my phone. But it's so much easier to play it on the Switch. <laughs> yeah. Um, fucking love that game. Um. We played and beat Alien, Alien Fire, Fire Team. Fire Team. I, I keep forgetting if it's Fire Team or Firestorm, but yeah. Fire Team Elite uh, is the technical name for it. Yeah, we we beat that Alien game. <laughs> that, that was, you know what? That was surprisingly fun. Uh, That's going to be a fun review because there's a lot of yeah. like really high highs and there's also some very low lows, which I'm excited oh, to talk like about. brutal low lows. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think, man. I don't, honestly, I... I feel like there's always a hundred million things, but uh, I never remember them. I should probably start writing them down like you do. You should. I, I uh, can send you my template for my running show notes just to yeah, help Yeah, I, I might have to. I, I did play a little bit of Arceus. Uh, I, again, I've kind of slowed down on that since uh, sure. Earthbound came out and Dying Light 2 and all this other stuff. It's, it's hard to be a Pokemon master, man. <laughs> I know. We can't all be Larry's. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think... Oh, I watched a Nightbreed, which was a weird Fun. movie. That's right, because you uh, need to talk about you're joining Rachel for your first ever podcast on her side of the network stuff. 
Well, like solo. Yeah, you too. Just or, you too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's gonna be fun. Uh, it's gonna be probably really weird because you won't be there too. Uh... Keep it calm and moving. Yeah, keep it calm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be weird. It's gonna be fun though. Um, so I watched Nightbreed for that, um, and then for the sake of Vicious, which we're not actually reviewing, but she just wanted somebody else to see it. Okay. It's a fantastic like siege film. Think of like Assault on Precinct Thirteen, but okay. super low budget and Canadian. I'm, that's probably half the reason she wanted me to watch it. Uh, but no, it, it, that was actually not a great story, but the siege scene itself was just like fantastic. Cool. Um, caught up on Peacemaker, which I won't spoil here. Uh, I, I'm also caught up on Peacemaker. Everybody should watch that show. Oh, yeah. Without the, spoiling it, just the, watch it. It's, the highs and the lows that show takes you on is just... It's a roller coaster of emotion. It's so special. It's been a long yeah. time since I've like had a special show. So. Well, it's been a long time since I've had a show where I like. I need to make sure. Yep. I watch it like like after we record tonight. I even though I work super early in the morning tomorrow, <laughs> I'm gonna go upstairs and watch it. Yeah, Dev so, and I are going to bed early, but we're gonna we're watching it tomorrow night. Oh man! Before it's she goes be to bed so early good. again because she's in tax season, and then I do homework. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think that's it with me though what about yourself all right so tv wise i am on episode 135 of dragon ball z uh, <laughs> <Jesus> <laughs> I, I met trunks um i got introduced to the killer androids from dr jero i have like two or three more episodes left in season four uh of dragon ball oh z. you're so you haven't started the cell games yet no oh i i keep hearing Stop. about cell i keep hearing about him so i'm, I'm like i'm excited to finally meet this person um, I watched all of Boba Fett. Yeah, I don't want to spoil anything. Uh, definitely starts off slow, but when it gets going, it never stops, and I'm happy I was able to binge that because that's the way I enjoy to watch most things anyway. We kind of talked about it before, but yeah. I so I stopped after episode three. Okay, and to me, so far, again, like like you said, I I, I have heard it does pick up a lot. I feel like it's meh. I feel like it's yeah, not the, the first great. four, five episodes are very more... I think what it's trying to do is reestablish the world we're in. Like, reestablish where Tatooine is at, where we're at with the Empire and the Republic. Like, and I, I really, really feel like that is the goal of the show. So if you look at it in that manner, it's fine. But you compare it to, like, Mando, Mando is action. And if it wasn't, oh. like, progressing the story, it was an action-filled episode not really trying to establish the world. And I feel like since they've given Dave Filoni, like, him and John Favreau, like, the the right to, like, establish their world, I think yeah. they're going to start spending more time letting everybody know, like, where we're at. Since, we, like, since, like, Kathleen Kennedy, like, killed, like, the extended universe and the stuff. I, I hope so, and I also hope that I some people are going to take this the wrong way and I don't mean it this way, but man, we, we need to get off Tatooine. We do. I've had enough time on Tatooine. Like <laughs> I, I, I mean, I, I love it. And well, Justin and yeah. may, we get to go back again for Obi-Wan. Oh, I'll, I'll watch it yeah. and I'll be happy about it. But like, I, I think it's just, I think I it's a leave. safe place. I, I think yeah. what they're doing, especially after the backlash and the crazy hate, I mean, I, I have my issues with it, but the crazy amount of hate surrounding um, the sequel trilogy I think we're trying to bring everybody back together. And in that yeah. manner, I think they're doing a really good job. 
is Ewan McGregor oh, Obi Wan? Yeah. And Hayden oh, Christensen's uh, Vader. Oh my god! Six episodes. Oh, they're total. They're gonna fucking fight, and it's gonna be amazing. It is going to be. Oh, <laughs> oh boy, oh boy! Movies. I watched the OG Jumanji last Saturday. Dude, I fucking love that movie. It's been a long time. One, I forgot how fast that movie is. And two, it's just good. It's just really fun. I, I want to watch the Rock ones because I haven't seen those yet. The first one is good. Okay. The second one is basically the the first one. First one, over. but not, yeah, it's, you know. Yeah, and then I watched two Dragon Ball Z movies, History of Trunks and Cooler's Revenge. Uh, then obviously TCM. Uh, games. Destiny 2, all I've done is log in and I help the buddy with a challenge. Like, somebody in the clan needed help and I'm always... Especially since I've gotten huh. all the raid huh. titles done. Well, what else have you been playing then, Larry? Uh, <laughs> Alien Fireteam, which you already mentioned. Um, Pokemon Legend Arceus. I, uh, I beat it. I'm going to 100% it. I am star level 7 as of right now. Um, I have captured all the unknowns. I only have 30 purple wisps left to go get my uh, spirit tomb. I have captured all the legendaries except for Giratina and Arceus. I'm not going to spoil anything for post-game stuff, so I'll just leave it at that. Um, literally, like what I was doing this afternoon was just crawling around and doing the quest to complete the Pokedex entries for everybody. I have a question. What's up? How do you catch an unknown? Because I see them and I... You just throw a Pokeball at them. I threw a Pokeball at it and it just bounced off. Then you didn't hit it. Sometimes, no. it's, sometimes it's a little bit... like If it's in a tree or something, you can hit a branch. So it's a little bit mm. annoying. But yeah, all you gotta do is throw a Pokeball at it. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, but I caught cut all 28 of them. So now I can go to the, the shrine. Yeah, yeah. And you can catch shiny unknowns. That means nothing to me, but okay. <laughs> uh, books, I finished, finally, um, Fellowship of the Ring, the audiobook. Uh, I started Two Towers. Um, we just met Treebeard, and, and he's like kind of telling them the history and stuff. Uh, yeah. and then I started actually reading We Still Our Souls by Grady Hendrix. Um, about halfway Oh, that's what I that. meant to do. I meant to start. I'm digging it, man. Like I said, about halfway. Yeah. I actually read it for half an hour before we started recording, just to kind of like I was just laying in bed. I forgot a shower, and uh, it's good. I I mean, at this point, I'm kind of a Grady Hendrix stan. I don't even know why. Yeah. Like I just like I I got that first book, and like, I didn't even know. I went to Barnes and Noble, and I saw the cover. And I was like, oh, this is I like vampires, and I I dig it. It's it's nothing groundbreaking. It's nothing crazy. It's just a very good read. And sometimes it's all I really want, you know. And then other stuff. Uh, went to a Ghost Volbeat concert on Monday. Oh shit! I forgot that this that was this it's week. It's been a busy week. Yeah, that was badass. Um, I have never seen Ghost before. They were so cool. They put on a hell of a show. Um, Volbeat was good. I've seen Volbeat before, but man, like they both played for like an hour and a half each. Do you want to hear something crazy? Yes. <laughs> uh, my brother <laughs> opened for Volbeat when they were still new. No shit, really? Yeah, I didn't know your brother was in, in the school. band. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, I, he's not in that band. I don't think he talks to that person oh. anymore. But yeah, no, they opened for them when my brother was in high school. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. Does your, what does your brother play? Uh, right now, everything. Okay. He basically likes to find instruments and basically learn how to play them. Um, 
but he used to play bass Ooh. like a madman. I, I'll, I'll try to find some of his like old recordings. Do you think you think you'd want to write us a, a Here's Johnny theme song? Is it... Oh, yeah. He was like writing D&D music for me. Really? <laughs> yeah. I, that'd be kind of cool. Okay. I, did, I guess I didn't know that. I, I, I can send you what he's like. I would love to hear in, it. Like, oh, dude, I, of, I love uh, people who have that kind of talent. Like I, like, I, I did choir for like 10 years growing up. I went from like, from like fourth grade until like my junior year of college. Yeah. But I wasn't allowed to learn how to play an instrument because I was playing sports instead, which I hated. But I always wish I learned how to play piano and guitar. Interesting. Yeah, I can. I all. Please send it. That's that's actually really really cool. Yeah. Uh, I've been listening to Tyler the Creator because that's my next show coming up at the end of February. It's on a Sunday. Tyler the Creator. Rap. Oh okay. Yep. And then for school, I had three quizzes. I have a project due Sunday and an exam. I'm going to be doing that, finishing up tomorrow night and Saturday morning. Um, and then I'm going to try to get everything else done before Witch Queen comes out and I lose my life again to another video game. That's it. And then Elden Ring eventually. Elden oh, Ring. Will, I, I am going to buy Elden Ring the day after I clear the raid. So probably March 6th. Okay, I have already booked the day off. I'm so going has to... uh, Stephen. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I I'm I'm probably going to wake up and start streaming it all day. If you do, I'll have uh, it up. I'll watch. Okay. I do not yeah. give a flying fuck about spoilers because the other reason why I'm waiting is so there will be nice walkthroughs to guide me to where. And you I know, need to hey, go. there is also going to be somebody that will gladly help you. I can't wait. That's 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 part of the game, right? It's part of the journey. Because I won't have Steven, so I'll have to use you because Steven's playing on his uh his new Xbox. Oh, maybe I should play on Xbox. No, I'm just fucking with you. Yeah, I'll play on PlayStation. <laughs> All right, well, well, that's everything. I think there's no better time than the present to finally get in to Texas Chainsaw Massacre. The film which you are about to see is an account of the tragedy which befell a group of five youths in particular, Sally Hardesty and her invalid brother, Franklin. It is all the more tragic in that they were young. But had they lived very, very long lives, they could not have expected, nor would they have wished to see as much of the mad and macabre as they were to see that day. For them, an idyllic summer afternoon drive became a nightmare. The events of that day were to lead to the discovery of one of the most bizarre crimes in the annals of American history, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Dun, dun, dun. Okay, Justin is doing the background. I am doing the synopsis. Yes. So, sir, the floor is yours. Okay, so the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, uh, which I'm just going to call TCM from here on, uh, is Not to be a confused 19- with the greatest television channel of all time. What's the greatest television show? Turner Classic Movies. Oh, man, that's why that kept showing up when I was Googling <laughs> stuff. <laughs> All right, that makes sense. Uh, so uh, TCM is a 1974 horror film produced and directed by our favorite man and his... Uh, what, uh, yeah, our favorite man, Toby, Toby Hooper. Who... It's crazy we tackled another Toby Hooper film before we got to this one. Yeah, I don't... I. Man, it was that picture. I saw that one picture and was like, I damn, got to watch it. I get it. That, that's the reason why I didn't push back. I was like, I get it. But it was just, oh, God. You know what, if you want to hear a painful review of Justin and I suffering, go listen to the Salem's Lot film Dude, review. It was like, 
it was like four hours long. It was, it was so bad. Um, so, so uh, this movie was, as I said, uh, produced and directed by Toby Hooper, and the uh, screenplay was done by Hooper and Kim Henkel, who I actually did not know before this. Um, he's actually a producer on the new TCM movie coming out. Cool. Um, I'm just looking through his other his other stuff here. Um, none of it really sticks out to me. Uh, it's all basically just executive producer and producer credits on random things. Yeah, random yep. things like Eating Alive and a bunch of the TCM stuff. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> was I? Sorry. Okay. Uh, uh, the film, uh, well, I won't say that because obviously that's in the 60 seconds. The film was marketed as being based on true events to attract a wider wider audience quick question act as the first time you saw it did you think it was yeah okay Dude, i saw this movie when i was like five i saw it when i was in like sixth grade fifth grade we were at i was at my like a family friend's house he has this like big ass cabin in colorado and i slept in the basement and he had this like beautiful dvd collection and i went and pulled tcm off like i'm gonna watch this mistakes mistakes that probably fucked you up for a while it did long time. it did yes it ruined the rest of the trip continue uh the film was marketed as oh yeah bah, 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 bah. uh this was to act as a subtle commentary on the air's political climate really um yes does it point uh, out like anything the... in particular uh yes uh here that's down i gotta scroll down a little bit sorry i had no time today so this you're is good all, uh, you're good coming straight from the pedia uh, where is it? Uh, yeah, so... Unlike uh, your high school English teacher, here at Here's Johnny, we Wikipedia is a valid source. <laughs> Hell yeah, it is. Uh, so basically, uh, Hooper was going around saying that uh, it, it was based on the fact that he were lied to by the government about things that were going on all over the world, including Watergate, the 1973 oil crisis, and Vietnam. Uh, fact check true. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so the lack of sentimentality and the brutality of things that Hooper noticed while watching uh, the local news, whose graphic coverage uh, showed brains spilled all over the road, led to his belief that man was the real monster. Uh, and it was just wearing a different face. Agreed. And that's where he got the idea for Leatherface uh, and the chainsaw, the class, the classic iconic. yeah i guess classic iconic thank you iconic uh chainsaw uh he got that idea from uh he was in a hardware section at a busy store and he was just trying to think of ways to get through the crowd <laughs> that would work huh <laughs> yeah that's also kind of creepy too uh just just want to say that uh yeah and so apparently this uh there's not an exact budget but it's uh estimated around 80,000 okay and one hundred forty thousand, uh, and it grossed thirty point nine million dollars. Juggernaut! So, and, oh, holy shit! So, as of right now, I am assuming this is for inflation. It's sitting at about one hundred fifty million. Incredible! Absolutely yeah, incredible! Wild. Uh, its rebu- reputation is it's garnered as one of the best slash most controversial horror films of all time. Um, yeah. It's credited with originating uh, 
several elements like brought up through the slasher genre, including like power tools and the fact that the killer is like a large hulking. And I think kind we discussed it a little bit too when we reviewed the OG Halloween. Is that Halloween is considered like the original slasher because of all the tropes it established? But yeah, we'll, we'll talk about it here. Like even though I am a stan for Mr. Myers, yeah, Leatherface is where it all started. I think that's just fair to say. Yeah, I mean this was like well seventy seventy four, mm-hmm. right? And like Halloween was seventy nine. Yeah, um, obviously seventy eight, something like uh, that. Yeah, it was late late seventies. Um, but uh, some of the uh, elements of this film. Sorry, I'm so fucking tired. You're good. Um, you're good. Were based on uh, the murderer Ed Gein. Uh, I, I, again, I don't really like. I've. Uh, I remember people saying like, "Oh, it was all. Oh, it's all about Ed Gein. Ed Gein." I I see like a couple of things about it, but I. I, I don't know. I think it's because it was gone. slightly inspired by it doesn't actually make it by him or right? about that, him. Well, that, well, that's the thing is, and that was like everybody's like big thing growing up was like, oh yeah, no, it was based on Ed Gein. It wasn't Leatherface. Yeah, I remember that too. Yeah. Um, uh, during the development, Hooper used the working titles of Head Cheese and Leatherface. Okay. And uh, apparently, uh, rumor has it that uh, Leatherface himself refused to be on set out of costume oh gunner so the and he refused to let the actors and actresses see him before his entrance oh so that's where some of our later guys got it like uh pennywise uh forget his last name the actor who played pennywise in the new it movies oh uh oh my god oh my god his name too yeah fuck anyways (laughs) pennywise uh but yeah no and apparently they used the first takes of them being introduced to Leatherface because those were like legitimate terrified screams. I can see that. They ran into it. I can yeah. see that. Yeah. It's uh yeah. Um yeah, that's basically all I got. Um, okay. Oh, except for What's up? In 1982, there was a video game adaptation of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre released for the Atari 2600. No, thank you. Uh, in the game, the players assume the role of Leatherface and attempt to murder trespassers while avoiding subso- such obstacles as fences and cow skulls. Yep, no thank you. If I want to go against Bubba, I'll load up DVD. And, well, hey, they uh, the same company who made that game also made a Halloween game. Uh, apparently both of them were just garbage. Yep. Um, but in December of la- 2021, uh, it was announced at the Game Awards that there is a new Texas Chainsaw yeah. Massacre game being created by the same people uh by gun media the same people who made the friday 13th game and predator right did they oh yeah they did make predator didn't they yeah that company does not have a lot of oh no they didn't they didn't no i always thought it i always thought they did oh they did too that's what we i thought we discussed it maybe not oh you know what what uh it was ilphonic who made um Friday the thir- who developed Friday the Thirteenth and Predator, uh, the publisher was Gun Media. So okay, cool. Basically, the people who yeah yeah. Anyway, so that's that's uh, obviously Texas Chainsaw Massacre went on to 
spawn a monster. A giant franchise where most of them are garbage, so we're going to try to hit the good ones. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but, uh, I'm, I'm excited yeah, for the... I'm excited for all these that have reviewed, honestly. Like, there's none... There's I, no We duds. cut the guff. Yeah, we cut the shitty ones out. I, I do like, personally, uh, TCM2. Yeah. Uh, just because we get... Uh, Chop Bill Mosley's character, yeah, and uh, although Leatherface is super fucking weird, like mm-hmm. a lot weirder and more sexual than mm-hmm. that, which is yeah. Um, but I'm, we I'm did glad cut we're out the in. go get him, cuz Jesus Christ, and the disaster that is TCM three. What was the I've one where watched... it was uh, it's like a prequel where they they, they they trick you into thinking the bigger kid is him? Um, oh man, you know that what I'm was one about? of the ones. I think it was just called Leatherface. Oh, Jesus uh, I haven't seen all of them because I... Don't want to waste your time? <laughs> yeah. There's like... All right. You know what? Here. I am going to list all of them. There is Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, Leatherface, the Ch- Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the next generation. Oh, yeah. That's one with uh, Zellweger in it. Yep. <laughs> uh Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2003, which is the one we will be, the Michael Bay one, which we will be looking into. Very excited. Yeah, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre The Beginning? I, I don't know. Not good. Uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3D, which is the go get him cuz. Yep. Leatherface, which was 2017, which I haven't seen. And the new one that is coming out in man, eight days from when we're recording. Next Friday. Yeah. I know what I'm doing next Friday. Same here. All right, buddy. It's my turn, right? It is. Okay. Give me a three, two, one, and I will tell this tale as old as time. All right. Three, two, one, go. So everyone knows this story by this point. Basically, we have a bunch of people in a car going on a trip. They pick up a, a hitchhiker. The hitchhiker goes absolutely crazy, marks their car. They get out. They stop to get gas. They're sitting by the car. And then they stupidly start wandering around, and then Leatherface kills everyone. <laughs> uh, all that is left is Sally and her brother Franklin, who I cannot wait to talk about when we review this film in a couple of moments here. Uh, Leatherface comes and kills Franklin. Sally escapes, thinks she get, meets a nice person, but that person is terrible. Hits her with a broom and knocks her out. Then she's forced to have dinner with this psychotic family, which is the hitchhiker, the cook, Grandpa Sawyer, and Leatherface. Uh, after one of the most brutal, horrifying, and awful scenes I've ever seen in horror, and I stand by that to this day, Sally is able to escape. She runs out into the road. Leatherface chases her. Uh, Leatherface cuts his leg. She hops into the back of a truck. He drives away as Leatherface swings his chainsaw in the air and screams after her. Also, what happened to the other trucker who just ran down the road? No idea. He's still running. Legend tells he is still running. <laughs> I hope he shows up in the new one. <laughs> okay, Justin. So for me, yeah. this is going to be a review of Peaks and Valleys. And the first question I have to ask you, when I want to discuss Franklin the character, do you want that in plot or do you want that in audio? So I had it under audio. Okay. Just because that's generally where we put like the... Okay. But see, I don't know because it is unfortunately also used as a plot mechanic, horrible plot device. Yeah. Um, I have it in audio. We'll keep. We'll, we'll hold it out for them then. So plot. Okay, but I think we can both agree the depiction of Franklin is horrible. Literally, Justin used the scrolling credits for the intro to this segment. Uh, they refer to him as an invalid. Uh, 
yeah. So originally, I was like, oh, I usually like to like in my head before I even met, before I even it was like, oh, absolutely. I was like, oh, I usually like to use music, but then I rewatched the intro and was like, oh yeah, no, we need to use this yes. because it kind of sets the bar for mm-hmm. how they treat him. Yes, uh, which is not good. No, God, no, no. horrible. Uh, I like the plot of this movie. Me too. It's like in it's like 80 minutes long it's super fast pace uh there are times where i do feel like it gets slow but i think it only feels slow because toby hooper is the man of slow he's a man of slow but he also is heavily embracing forcing you to see the hot sticky slimy house like and like yeah oh all the budget went to the house, right? Yeah. Like that is why he sticks his so much. Time. And I, I feel this isn't a movie I come back to very often. This isn't a fun watch. Um, it's, oh yeah, no, it's definitely it's definitely like it's a heavy watch. It, it, it's brutal. Um, and so I do feel like that does get old after a while for me personally. Like it, it, it's like I can go back and watch the original Halloween, and I feel like that plot continues to move. Like we we know the beats. You know, yeah, yeah. yeah. But this one, there are just times where it is just, just depressing, <laughs> and it's not cinematography; it's the it's it's, it's the way the, the narrative sticks on certain things. Yeah. Um, I love the introduction of this family. Like, obviously, this is a trope that's going to go forward so many times. Like, up until we're going to be talking about this later, I'm sure. But the home episode of X Files even kind of has its own version of this going on. Oh man, I still gotta. I still have to get like a full list of everything. Yeah, we, you want me to watch? Yeah, we, we have more and more time in between there. So thank God we have the time to do it. <laughs> the more I've been thinking about it, I thought like maybe I'll just pick like my favorites from season one, just to kind of keep it. Clean. Oh no, you you can go all over if you want. I really don't yeah, mind. I need to figure that out, but I enjoy it, and especially as you and I are now like. What, going on four years of connoisseurs of, we've seen a lot of horror. yeah and like this <laughs> yeah. established a lot of trends people say this is problematic or whatever and or what do you curse not curse that's the wrong one it's like one of the most controversial i guess yeah and i don't get it like i look at things like cannibal holocaust and i get well, it I, I i think it was more so like it was controversial for the time i mean obviously this is like leaving the franken character out of it which we will get to because i think it's a problem now yeah um but i think the most of the controversy around this specifically when it came out was its nature right like it was very i mean it's still super uncomfortable to watch yeah i know another critique that this film gets a lot is like it's violence against women um because sally is our guard she's our final girl right she's like the last yeah. one facing the family but like for me it, this movie is violent towards fucking everybody like everybody is fucking Literally awful everybody. everybody like the family's yep. mean to each other all the characters are mean to one another like i mean the most iconic scene in my opinion from this whole franchise is when the door slides open whether face bops the dude on the head oh and then he's just like it's just there any twitches like it, it's one of the yeah god damn that would talk about what I said but it's also I like too. also that is to me I, I agree i think that is like the iconic scene that it's kind of like that whole scene really where that happens and then the other girl i'm sorry i don't remember her okay. name i really only remember sally me too. franklin me too um where the other girl walks in and it's just like chased out and he pulls her back in and puts her on the shoves hook. her on the hook 
Ugh. I think it also does a... I mean, I wasn't alive in 73, so <laughs> it's hard to tell. But even right now, I think it does the interesting thing of it is taking your strong, like physically stronger characters and takes them out almost immediately. 100%. Like they're paperweights. Like the, the first guy who dies is basically has got the build yep. physically of your hero character, mm-hmm. right? And it, he's just utterly fucking destroyed like right away. Yeah. And and I think it it's it's weird to think that a movie way back then did it because I think a lot of movies we would see now wouldn't. Yeah. The the yeah, other thing just, too that I like yeah. about this is we got it. But imagine watching this movie and you want to know more about that family, right? Yeah. I think that's very interesting. Like, I think about Halloween. Um, we got sequels and spinoffs and stuff, right? But if you watch OG Halloween by itself, you don't need to know more. Like, Laurie survived the night. Michael is gone again. Um, the Doctor Loomis is going to be chasing him down. But in this one, like, Sally escapes, but that family is there. Except for... Uh... The hitchhiker. Yes, I don't remember yeah. his name. He is. He is definitely. Dead. Yeah, and exactly. But it's like, like they're also there. Like the the dad, the cook, whatever you want to call him. Like he's still around. Grandpa's still alive. Bubba's obviously still running around. Oh yeah, and Bubba will be running around for a very long time. Apparently, fifty yeah. years. <laughs> and there's just something about that that like, even though this is such a hard story to get into, and it's a hard story to watch. It's very interesting to me that I wanted to know more. Well, I I think they do a good job of setting it. They kind of drip feed you just enough where, like, obviously the grandpa used to work at the cattle farm where he apparently killed 50 cows or 60 cows in five minutes. And legend says that he could have done more if they could have moved the bodies out of the way faster. Yeah, like it. And obviously, like the the cook mm-hmm. um, and the, the the hitchhiking brother wanting to take pictures of being in this cattle shop, and apparently the fact that Leatherface used to work in that shop, that cattle ranch. I said shop earlier, but I meant ranch. <laughs> I, I don't know. They they give you just enough, like just enough, and obviously the fact that the hitchhiker was going around desecrating graves, oh, no. which was just. Ugh. Yeah, um, the problematic stuff I we we already talked about, but the Franklin character, we're gonna talk more about him in audio, but like it's very problematic. There's no reason to present him like that. And the performance no. is like again, <laughs> two segments from now we'll get into that. Yes. Oh yes. We um, <laughs> and the other the only thing I would say is that besides that, like, we talked about like we don't know any of the other friends' names. Seen this movie 10, 15, maybe 20 times throughout my life, and I couldn't tell well, you. And, and I'm starting to think it's because, I mean, literally, they get taken out right away. Right away. Because, I mean, even when the uh, the, the other guy, <laughs> second man, non glasses wearer, goes into the. Yeah. Yeah. Glasses wearer goes in and he finds, like, the, the, the girl was, like, coming out of the freezer. Mm-hmm. Just, oh, man. That scene, I can't, I, like... Note to everyone listening, don't go fuck around in people's houses. No, why the fuck? It's, 
especially in Texas, man. Like, yeah. what the fuck is wrong yeah. with you? Yeah, you're a Canadian and you didn't um, even know that. I will say something that I don't know if I picked up on in previous watches that I very heavily picked up on and, like, kind of zoned in on a lot this time mm-hmm. is, uh, like, the slight hint of regret in the cook. Where they were, the whole family was fucking with her, and he was like, he was kind of teetering. Yeah, I just think that he's like the most like mentally stable of all of them. Like, I, yeah, I think yeah, Grandpa's well, is I, so far gone. The boys are all obviously out of their minds. I think he's just the most mentally there, but he's also still a great yeah, person. Yeah, like, like the, the whole like the laughing sequence. scene. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, so that's the thing is like with the whole laughing sequence, right? Where the everybody's yeah. like laughing and they're basically terrorizing Sally. Mm-hmm. You can see him like trying to force himself to laugh but then he like kind of realizes what they're doing and he even says like okay there's no need to terrorize or just like get it over yeah. with basically yeah he's, he's definitely the moral compass of the family is that the way to, which to isn't say saying it? much <laughs> so yeah um that's like basically my thoughts on plot yeah no i i, I mean I'm trying to think if there's anything else really it's a tight oh, movie mean, it's it's like i think that other than certain things <laughs> cough cough franklin's mm-hmm. portrayal cough cough i think this movie actually holds up pretty well um it does do a very good job of getting under your skin really good and, and they think we'll put that in cinematography too yeah oh yeah yeah especially when i i was like trying to eat while i was watching this movie that was a mistake <laughs> fucking, yeah very that was mistake. a mistake <laughs> all right so for plot i gave it a seven and a half the franklin of it bothered me and it does slow down on rewatches yeah i, I gave it an eight I mean, I agree. I think the Franklin stuff is, like, deplorable, really. Yeah. Like, it's really gross. But, uh... Cinematography. Yeah. Yes. This is a beautiful movie in so much as it is awful to watch. Yeah. Like, that oh, is on man. purpose. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, like this the color palette of everything being, like, red, like, reds and yellows and or blacks even... Yeah, it, it well, it's, it has that almost like hot, sunburnt, just like hot and sticky and gross look to the whole like constantly. Everybody. Everything looks like that, and the way of, like we talked about this on plot, but the way that Toby Hooper shoots that house and shoots the characters moving through the house and the stuff in the house and Leatherface moving through the house and slide, and it's just it is you feel hot, you feel uncomfortable, you feel sticky. You feel disgusting. Like, this movie makes you want to take a shower, and it does all of that with violence still there, but no gore, really, which I find incredible. Yeah, like, I, I think the... I'm trying to think. I guess, like, when he cuts his leg, but that's really nothing. The scene that I think about that is very violent, there's two, that are very violent, and we don't see any blood is when the dude gets hit by the sliding door with a sledgehammer. Yeah. And then when he hangs her on the fish hook, or the meat hook. And he's, like, cutting the other dude he's with the chainsaw. cutting the other dude, and then also, like, they pan down and show, like, the bleed bucket underneath of her, but they don't show any blood. Like, this movie is yeah. so cautious. I'm not sure if it was because of censorship or whatever, but it is so cautious with how it displays gore. Well, I don't I don't think and yet so. It is because brutal. Of, because, like, if you think about when... I'm just gonna call him Hitchhiker. Sure, yeah, I don't that's know his fine. Name. When Hitchhiker that's his was name, chasing Sally, I'm pretty sure that's his name, like as a cast. I think he's, really? I think he's called the Hitchhiker. Yeah, he's called really? the Hitchhiker. Wow. 
Oh, okay. Well then, uh, as he is chasing Sally down their driveway, basically, he is sitting there and he is like slicing her up. And there is blood going over her and blood going over That's him. a good point. That's a good point. You're, you're right. I guess I was more thinking like the, the scenes of like heavy. The, like ultra violence, yeah. really. Yeah, there is nothing. It, it, well, that, that that's actually a really good point. Like the ultra violence, it's more left up to our imagination. Mm-hmm. Whereas like the smaller things are. With the cutting of the finger and all there. that jazz. And, like hitting yeah. her head with the hammer and everything. Um, we talked about this in plot, um, how iconic it is. But we'll talk about it here in cinematography again. That sliding door sequence is probably a top four oh, kill in all of horror. Like, I, I think I mean that is I mean we talked about it before that is the scene from this movie and I think and then the, that yeah. scene like outlives this movie 100%. if anything right and then the other scene too that I think is just really shows how good at his craft Toby Hooper is especially for how young he was then and for how little money they had is that dinner sequence Oh, it's that dinner sequence. It goes on legitimately so just long, and it is brutal, so and gross. awful. And I, I've seen like documentaries and stuff about this movie, like on YouTube or like, like listening to stuff about it. And like apparently that room was like over a hundred degrees, and like they were all strapped in there. They're getting more and more pissed off. I was Gunnar Hansen was in all that get up, and you can feel it on those actors. I mean, that wouldn't probably fly in today's world of. With like better like protections for actors, <laughs> yeah. But my God, that scene is special. Well, well and I, I I agree with you. I think that's kind of half what makes it because you feel like you feel it. Those characters are they are in the legitimately shit. insane. Yeah, like they are in the shit. They really feel that way. And then the last one, just because like I had no concert cinematography to be perfectly honest. The last one, that end shot of Bubba's throwing the chainsaw up in the air. Like, there are some super iconic moments, and I think the cinematography for this is off the charts. I really do. And again, I'm I'm not a big gore guy. Like, torture porn and stuff doesn't get to me. So this one, even though it is so hyper-brutal, when there isn't all that gore thrown in your face, like, imagine if Eli Roth or one of the Saw guys did I was this. just going to say, if this was Eli Roth, it would be a million times more disgusting. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I think it's great, man. I have nothing negative to say. How about you? Yeah, uh, no, I mean, I, I agree. I mean, I, I think it even does a fantastic job of right off the bat after the text scroll. We obviously it's black for a little bit and we start hearing that camel f- camera flash mm-hmm. and it's just like pictures of dead bodies, pictures of dead bodies, pictures of dead bodies. It's like it it is start to finish hot, sticky, gross, uncomfortable. And it, it makes you it want it to be over, it. <laughs> but yeah. in a good way, yeah, as really. weird as that. It, yeah, it's absolutely. Hard to say, but yeah. Like I said, I know cons, man. This is, for me, probably the best part of the whole movie. 10. I also gave it a 10. This is also the best part of the movie for me. Audio. Okay. This is, I think, where... Let's, let's get... You know how, like... I, I'm just going to set this up. You know how, like, how score usually tanks a movie? Yeah. The audio for this is going to tank this movie. I think Sally does a great job. <laughs> yeah. I, I think agree. they put her through hell, and I think she acted the shit out of it. I think she... Like, Lori gets a lot of the credit for being like the model for the final girl but i think sally has a lot of characteristics too that we like throwing herself out of a window taking hits to try to save herself like there's a lot of things that she does that even Lori doesn't really do you know and i think that's really really cool yeah she's like she she almost gets like this i mean she gets a lot of like Mm self-preservation fears in her and you you you, we, we are taken on that journey yes 
with her because I think I think I agree. I I think she does a fantastic. Gunnar Hansen, oh, is yeah, just so great as Leatherface. Um, just the animalistic nature of how he acts and how he moves and how he occupies the space and everything. Well, and even how he like it. It's almost like he knows he is obviously this like physically demanding presence, mm-hmm. but he's he's still a child almost on the inside because he's still got when he does speak it's always it's like, like what he hits like, that dude that he talk about when he hits the guy in the head and he kind of stares at him yeah, yeah. it's he doesn't like again surprisingly i i went into this because I, I hadn't seen it since uh for like two or three years mm-hmm. and i was like oh man i i'm really curious if the acting is going to be bad yeah but no i i think that sally and Bubba there just they do a fantastic job mm-hmm. I would I would even go as far to say while I don't think it's super great I think the actors did a good job for the hitchhiker and the cook mm-hmm. I think they to me are like they're not top tier but they're like under they're just under Sally and Leatherface that's what I was say that the family is like underneath those two yes because oh, yeah. there's some cringy well, grandpa does bits yeah. of it or whatever but like it's also part yeah. of what they're trying to portray the friends are the friends they're forgettable yeah we we, we forgot literally like i don't remember any of them. We, we forgot their names all right oh the flashbulb thing it's not a theme really but it is no but you hear that noise and you know it's very similar to jason's ch- yeah, I I will say though, a lot of this soundtrack, uh, because I, I was like trying to look up the soundtrack for this movie, mm-hmm. and they're like there is one, but it's always like, it's like you're you're, it, it's weird because if I were to listen to it in two weeks, I wouldn't be able to place it, but listening to it during the movie kind of adds to the like the uncomfortable the, the ambiance and the way like, the, like the, the flies and the maggots and just yeah again this movie just makes you want to get bath afterwards yes it does <laughs> franklin yep so oh, let's boy. talk about the performance first or do you want to talk about the character first let's, I, I feel let's like those are talk two about... bad but in let's... different way things <laughs> Let, let's talk about the character <laughs> There's no reason because. to have him be what he is in this movie, outside like outside of like because think about in what one of the Fridays we watched they had a wheelchair character right and he wasn't this like no this is like he's just like they they make him just like such a burden and so helpless but in like in a very annoying way and like they call him like they call him the invalid like no one listens to him he's also like. He also constantly fucks things up. Like when Sally wants to take the flashlight, and he throws that bitch fit. Like won't let her give, her, won't give her the, the flashlight, and it's just this. They did the Toby Hooper, obviously, or whoever wrote it, did not like this character, and it is plain, and it's shocking that he's the second to last to die. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um. Actually, so I, I while we were talking earlier i looked up the actor yeah, i did too and apparent apparently he originally read for the part of the hitchhiker yeah and 
apparently Toby Hooper, I read that too. Apparently Toby Hooper like thought he wasn't good enough to be that, so he cast. And that's what I was saying. Maybe like he just didn't like this dude, but like they were so short on budget, he had to put him somewhere. Yeah. But the, the character is people in wheelchairs aren't this helpless. Even back then, they weren't, and it's just awful. It's just really. Well, they they almost use him as they use him as an excuse. They use him as a plot device to okay, we need something bad to happen. Yeah. Let's make it because of him. And they punch down at him constantly. It's just it's just really uncomfortable and yeah, problematic and just not good. And then you get to the actor performance, and dude, I wanted him to die. Like not because of what he was doing, but it's like Sally. Yeah, well, and the constant like the like. <laughs> Yeah, like this the this the awful things like, like everything about him I hate. Like the character, the performance, the actor, like everything like I'm not trying to like people can have bad actor performance. It happens, it's whatever. But everything about it I cannot stand. I hate like she wouldn't give him the flashlight after like a child and just like yelling at her cuz she wasn't pushing the wheelchair right when he's not even helping her roll the wheels. It's just goddamn, I just I hate this character on every level. <laughs> for what he represents no, I, and what the punching <laughs> down and the performance. It is just awful, 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 awful. I agree. I, I think like, I mean, it's just gross, right? Yeah. Like how they use him. It's, and it's, if you think of like no. the other, like OG staples, your Halloween, your night before Christmas, Friday the 13th and like child's play, we don't have a character like this in that, in any of those. There would be bad acting, no. but there's no like yeah. this kind of character. And no. I am happy that all those other staples did not take that from this. Yeah, that would have been even worse. So yes. if my score, if if there was no Franklin of it, it would be way higher. But the Franklin, like he honestly makes some scene just impossible to watch truly. So I gave it a six and that a lot of that is coming off from Franklin. Uh, I gave it a seven, and that is literally those points are because of Franklin. Yeah. How scary. I mentioned when you were giving your discussion, I talked about the first time I watched this movie. Yeah. Um, I was in Colorado, and I was looking for Leatherface, the Texas man, to come for me. I think about the haunted houses, and one of the things that always just freaks me out is the sound of that chainsaw revving. Chainsaw? Yep. Yeah. Leatherface is so much scarier than Myers and Jason in certain ways. Like, he's like the most human. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, because he, he I mean... Because Myers at his best yeah. is the boogeyman. Jason yes. at his best is his undead mother loving like stalking <laughs> yeah he is basically he's an unstoppable kid. freddy's in your dreams and chucky's a doll right but yeah. bubba feels like almost like a victim of circumstance like he was born into this messed up family and like he's got a very like childlike disposition like you talked about and there are times where Bubba feels almost like Frankenstein's monster, you know, like the scene where Frankenstein tosses a little girl into the lake because he just doesn't understand. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think that's what makes him so terrifying is that you can't reason with him, and it's not, and it's like 
and he's just so overpowering because he runs, right? Oh, he runs with a fucking chainsaw. Yeah. And I don't know. There's just something about him. Like, I have a lot of posters on my walls and stuff, but one of the posters I have, I love it, is the Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3D poster. And it's a, it's a big poster, and it's just Bubba standing there with the chainsaw. And it's just... Uh, I'm trying to I'm trying to see if I can see. I was just looking at... Oh, yeah, like him just yeah. kind of sitting there with it, like, down. Yeah. And I, I just... Dude... <laughs> He's fucking terrifying. He's very like, terrifying. And again, like, yeah. I think the other thing too is that like you can kind of put the boogeyman to the side. You can put the undead stalker to the side, and the dream killer, and the killer doll. Right? You can put these things to the side. But he is kind of based on Ned Gein. Like he's kind of based on like, and people like this do exist. Like your Bundys, right? Like your Dahmers. Yeah. Like people like this exist and I mean I live in Ohio I live in farm country and there are sometimes you drive by these big ass cornfields and you see this old rickety farmhouse out there and you're like huh and this movie is still scary and like you, so you had that with Bubba and then we talked about like this movie is just uncomfortable and it's gross and it's hot and dude this is there's a reason why Texas Chainsaw people keep trying to relight that magic. <laughs> oh, I, I, and I, I'm hoping that I will. I would love for it to get the I'm, Halloween 2018 treatment. I am like cautiously optimistic about this. I mean, I was the one who proposed the mini season. Well, I know you like TCM, but I saw that trailer. And I was like, I'll, I'll give him a shot. Yeah, fuck it. Like it looks. We'll cut out the trash and we'll try to have a good time with it. <laughs> And, and I mean, apparently, uh, Fede Alvarez like wrote the story for the new. Yeah, one. hopefully it's more uh, like Evil Dead and less like Don't Breathe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'd be nice. Um, I, I so something I was originally going to read, but I decided sure. not to. But I, I I really want to read now because I think it makes sense. Okay. Um, because it is in regards to leather fat, le- leather fast, <laughs> leather face, and his masks that he has in the original. Okay. So apparently he had three masks, the killer mask, the old lady mask, and the pretty woman yep. mask. Um, da, 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 da. Basically, he puts on whatever masks he is. Basically, it the mask determines his personality. Mm-hmm. Um, so there is an old lady mask, which has, so when he's cooking and like getting re- like dinner ready, basically, he wears an apron. He's got a wooden spoon. It's got a wig. Yeah. Uh, the pretty woman has like makeup and a, uh, a wig and a black suit. Yeah. That's like, cause he's going to dinner mm. and then obviously like the killer mask is for killing. Yeah. Um, apparently they, they, the reason they did that is because, well, th- there's just a quote from Hanson. Okay. And he said, the idea of the mask is that there's no personality under the mask. Yeah. That was the idea in talking with Toby and Kim when they created the character, they said that he had to put on masks to express himself because he can't express himself. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, I, I think it's so true. And I think to this day, Leatherface, the idea of Leatherface, cause like really he is like the most realistic. I think his franchise goes off the rails worse than any of the others. Big time. But if you think about 
the character as we are first introduced to him, there's a reason why he stays in that conversation of Mount Rushmore. There's yeah, just a reason absolutely. why. It's because he's terrifying. And you couple that with his family dynamics and just like you you came to him like he didn't want to bother you guys mess with his stuff and you you literally you fucked around and found out like yeah. play stupid games win super prizes and you win leatherface and shit man i don't know bubba is always going to be up there for me i gave it a nine yeah same i gave it an eight and a half i have seen this movie a lot uh but yeah i i just think it's wild that a movie from 74 that I've seen dozens of times can still get under my skin and like make me feel uncomfortable right. and still genuinely terrify me, especially in that scene that we meet Bubba. I agree. Deranged man for a subgenre? Oh, yeah, absolutely. All right, to review the scores for plot, I gave it a 7. Hat doesn't give it an 8. For cinematography, I got 10. For audio, I gave it a 6. Justin gave it a 7. And for how scary, I gave it a 9. Justin gave it an 8.5. That gives it a Here's Johnny final score of an 83. Um, and that ties it with the video game Detention. Right above it, we have 30 Days of Night and Killer Clowns from Outer Space. And right below it, we have Dead by Daylight, the video game, Midsummer, and The Shining. Hmm. Pretty solid company, if you ask me. Oh, absolutely. I, I mean, I, I, I think that even watching it this time, I was surprised with how well this movie is put together yeah. obviously except for franklin yeah but you know so yeah. we are going to play a commercial once again from joseph de Gaulier for his kickstarter for the film chicken coop stick around after that we'll tell you what's coming next and then we'll head to the campfire hey podcast listeners my name is joe host of ultima final fantasy the godzilla podcast and nude clan and i am here today to ask you for your money <laughs> But no, actually, I'm trying to get an awesome little movie off the ground. It'll be my second feature film, and it is called Chicken Coop. It's a heartwarming family comedy slash drama that takes place on the days just before Christmas Eve. A well-off L.A. lawyer named Isaac and his vegan wife, Tanya, are heading to the countryside to help Isaac's estranged father, Abe, do some projects around the house as an opportunity to patch things up. But, uh, of course, uh, not everything goes super well. Uh, it goes south from there. But uh, that's all I'm going to tell you. There's, uh, there's more information on our Kickstarter starter campaign so please uh check out the link in the description of this podcast or if it's not there for some reason please go check out kickstarter.com search chicken coop and uh learn more about the project watch our video see our amazing cast you can go check that out or my previous movie the 13th cross thank you guys don't worry joe we are professionals enough i included the link <laughs> i'm glad one of us remembered too <laughs> so next week yes we're skipping a bunch of crap and we're going to what I remember being my favorite <laughs> film in TCM. And that is the Jessica Yeah, we're going to go see... Uh, <laughs> damn it, you beat me to it. Yeah, we're going to go see uh, Jessica Biel get chased around. <laughs> yes. Um, that is the movie I remember the most from this franchise. Um, I've watched the OG a lot more, especially as we like, have yeah. been in this podcast and like you know just kind of taking stuff a lot more seriously. So it's been a yeah. while, but I remember sneaking into the fucking theater to see this movie. Yeah, uh, I also snuck into the theater to see this movie. Um, weirdly enough, it's also, uh, I think, I only really remember, like, the opening to this movie. I don't remember a lot about it. Really? 
I remember... There is one kill scene that I remember vividly. Is it the gun? It's with the girl in front of the van with Leatherface and the feather pillow. I don't remember that. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I really only remember the, like... uh, I'll have to remember what that word is. Uh, But basically, the chick with the gun. Um, Yeah, I, I think I was... How old was I? I uh, no, I hadn't started at Blockbuster yet, but okay. uh, I remember I got a not all, so when this movie came out to DVD, I also got like <laughs> the Steelbook Legendary Edition. Is that the one that, that came I had that one too on DVD? The, it's a yellow cover. Uh, so it's like a Steelbook. Yeah, uh-huh. it, yeah, and it comes with like all like the crime scene photos mm-hmm. and stuff like I that. I have that too. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to it. I'm not gonna lie. I'm actually really happy <laughs> that we're doing this. I am too. So that's all we have. Uh, stick around. We have a question from Rachel for our Around the Campfire segment. I remember over our Discord, you can submit questions, but only patrons get to hear the answers. Um, Justin, any last thoughts before we get on out of here? Uh, no. <laughs> all right. Don't go fucking around people's houses you don't belong in, guys. And until next time, stay scary. The Here's Johnny podcast is brought to you by Larry and Justin. You can find the show on Twitter at Here's Johnny Cast, and you can find Larry at Beaver LA. You can find Justin at Pickle Thing, and you can email the show at Here's Johnny Podcast at gmail.com. You can look us up on Facebook at Here's Johnny Podcast. As always, in the show notes, you can find links to the Discord and to the website. We are also on Instagram at Here's Johnny underscore podcast. Also in the show notes, we'll have a link to the Twitch and YouTube channels. And if you would like to support the show, you can head on over to patreon.com slash Here's Johnny podcast. Every cent goes into the show. And yeah, we just really use it to make the show better. Again, I just want to say thank you very much to our patrons. Uh, you guys help make this possible. But yeah, Patreon is the way we support the show. We aren't looking to get rich. And like Justin said, every dollar, every cent, it all goes back in. There's some pretty cool tears, so head on and look at that. But until next week, see you guys later. of the Here's Johnny podcast to another session of Around the Campfire with Larry and Justin. I have a question for you, Justin. This isn't Rachel's question. This is a separate question. It's not even on the list. Oh, no. Okay. What's more iconic? Are you afraid of the dark theme or Goosebumps? <laughs>